Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Joel Malkin for WJNO.com. My election spotlight on the Palm Beach uh, County School Board race for District 3. Uh, this is the one with the incumbent Karen Brill being challenged by three candidates, including Bailey Lachelle's, uh, known as Fiona's mom. We'll get into that. And uh, Bailey is joining me now. Thank you for uh, coming on with me. Thanks for having me, Joel. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about you. Give us a, before we get to the whole Fiona story, and I think most of us know it by now, especially the, the WJNO listeners for sure. But, um, you know, let's get a little more information on you. Uh, how long are you living here in Palm Beach County? Uh, what do you do for a living, et cetera, et cetera? Um, I was born here in Palm Beach County and have lived here all of my life. <laughs> I own a photography business and am the mother to two beautiful little girls. And that includes, of course, uh, Fiona, who um, made her debut. Very, very good job on uh, on uh, Fox News, sitting next to our governor, Ron DeSantis. Um, I'll let you go ahead and tell me what led to that. Uh, well, we had reached out to the governor for about a month, I believe, at that point, and so had many other people because Fiona was being suspended from a Palm Beach County school for not complying with the mask mandate after they pulled back the parental opt-out after the first couple weeks of school. And this was um, – and, and, and some of this was after the governor sent down an order, uh, now before the law, the Parental uh, Bill of Rights, but um, when there was an order that came down, an executive order that schools were supposed to allow parents like yourself the opt-out, right? Yes. Um, the governor's executive order stated that parents ultimately had the right to choose and that that opt-out must stay in place. However, our school board here in Palm Beach County – um, and new, newly appointed superintendent decided that they would go against Governor DeSantis and state that all the kids had to wear masks at school. As a parent, I didn't agree with that. <laughs> now you say that, you say that as as a parent, but um, I've I've seen uh, you know you comment and and insist that this was your daughter's idea of, of showing up without the mask, correct? Yeah. Um, her and her older brother, her stepbrother, had asked – I had asked them, I'm sorry, before school started if they wanted to wear a mask to school. They both were adamant that they did not want to. I said, no problem. I, I wrote their parental opt-outs. Fiona came home from school when they were talking about that two weeks later and said, um, Dr. The principal is going to make me wear a mask. And I said, she, she can't do that. I hadn't heard about it yet. And she well, she said I could get suspended or something, but I don't want to wear a mask. And her biggest point was that I lied to her because I told her she wouldn't have to wear a mask. I assured her that I did not lie to her and that if she didn't want to wear one, she could continue to not wear one. And we would deal with the consequences of that later because Fiona knows since she was in kindergarten that the absolute worst thing that can happen for her at school is her principal call her mom. You're not going to get in more trouble with your principals than you are if your principal has to call your mom because you did something wrong at school. 
So I had to kind of flip that around with the mask thing and say, what's the worst thing that can happen? And she said, she could call you. I said, yep. But if she calls me and you were respectful and said that you weren't going to wear a mask, you don't have to worry about it. How old is uh, Fiona? What grade is she going into? She's going into third grade next year, and she turned eight in the middle of all of this. Now, she um, she's moving on to third grade on time, right? This, I guess, was a 38-day suspension altogether. This, did this uh, hurt her at all uh, as far as from, yes. a, from, a, from an education standpoint? It, it did not. Um, it was 38 days. They gave her. Um, they kept her in the office two or three days before that as well. Told me that she was not going to pass and had to would be needing to repeat second grade. Um, however, her last report card not only showed that she was passing, but that she had exemplary marks in every subject. Now she on will some be of the moving to third grade on time. On some of these um, uh, days that she was suspended, I understand that she was actually given um, work to do from home. Correct. Yes, you know, I would get, they would send me stacks of paperwork, and it, it was odd the way it was done because it would seem when she'd have to be, they would suspend her for three days at a time after the first 10 or 12 days. They would give her 30, 40 pages of work to complete in three days, and then if there was a weekend in there or a holiday, then she wouldn't have any work. But the next time she had to be back three days later, she had anywhere from 30 to 50 pages of work to do. Now, this is something that I don't know that's been discussed enough. Uh, this angle of it uh, is that, and it was the same thing with the remote learning in the previous school year. Um, you you mentioned you have a photography business. Uh, how how did you dangle that with having to watch your your seven to eight year old child uh, at the time who was being sent home from school? Oh, it wasn't easy. Um, lots of help and the whole it takes a village thing was very true. Um, I also have a younger one who's five now, so you figure three or four during all of that. And had my stepson here who was 17 along with one of Fiona's friends. So there was usually at least three, if not four, kids in the house. And trying trying to juggle all of that wasn't easy. And I I honestly don't know how the parents did it that have, you know, the nine-to-five job. I just... It was difficult for me having somebody else in the house and trying to maintain it all. But I just I want to give you an opportunity because it's been, you know, there are some people that have claimed that, that all this stuff with, with the suspensions and sending her to school and all of that, um, you know, that some people have, have accused you of, uh, I, I guess for lack of a better way of saying it, political grandstanding and, 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 you know, using your daughter to do that. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to address that. Doesn't sound like that's what happened. Absolutely not. Um, I I fully believe I, I didn't know much about the school board at all to begin with. I actually took her to the first meeting because I'd heard about it, and Fiona said she wanted to go. Um, and yes, she wrote her own speeches, by the way. But um, I didn't even consider anything with the school board. I didn't know there was elections this year. Um, Fiona went back to school November eighth or ninth. It was. It was that same week that I found out and spoke to a woman who I thought was going to run in my district, who had put a lot of time into it, who I found out wasn't running for personal reasons, and decided that I would go meet with the party and see what it was about when I found out there was no other candidate running in District 3 other than the incumbent, Karen Bro, That's when I decided to file. It was after Fiona had gone back to school and... I think anybody who knows me knows that running for school board is probably one of the last things they've ever seen me do. 
Now, um, I interviewed uh, the incumbent, Karen Brill, and uh, we talked about the masks and, you know, other, other controversies, which we'll get into. But um, uh, one thing that, you know, she did defend the early um, votes for the masks because of, you know, the nuances of the virus and everything else. Um, but she did say something to the effect of that she, you know, would do, would, you know, do different today. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to address that, what your thoughts are on that. Uh, I, I would think that anybody that's up for re-election and has seen the backlash that Karen has would say that they would do things differently. Um, I believe Karen's had 12 years to do things differently. And I've, I've heard the thing a lot of times that she, she would have voted um, you know, differently, uh, but why when it, when it was a 7-0 vote and it would have only been a 6-1 to one vote on the masks or other things? My biggest answer to that is, had it been a six-to-one vote, parents like me wouldn't be running against her for this seat because we want to see that somebody's standing up for us and that somebody's on our side and seeing things from our point of view. I think that's hard for a board that I believe there's one one person on the board who has a child in school and will for another couple years. I think we need at least a couple parents up on that board. So. They have, you know, the firsthand knowledge of what's being experienced in the district by the kids. Do you feel it's important for uh, all of the school board members to have children in schools or just uh, just more than one? Uh, I, I definitely think more than one. Um, I did think that at a time, and somebody actually pointed out to me, which was a great point, um, you know, what about grandparents? What about teachers or retired teachers? Um counselors, that type of thing that have been in the field um, or, you know, dealt with children on, on some sort of level in their careers or whatnot. Um, and I, I do think that a variety of people from different backgrounds and all of that would be a great thing. I don't think it necessarily needs to be seven parents because then you're going to have people that, you know, of course we wouldn't want to say that it's not ever going to be just based on my child, but of course thinking about my child's school and how things could affect that particular school, of course, are always going to be in the back of your head as a parent. Let's talk about critical race theory. Now, on your um, on your page, your, your website, uh, on your platform, your list of issues, it's the top one. Um, and uh, obviously, this has been a, one of the big controversies as well, not just locally, but around the country. Um, uh, about CRT um, uh, purportedly being taught in the class. The school district will tell you otherwise. Uh, but um, you have a story here I wanted you to share uh, briefly, if you can, um, regarding an experience Fiona and her best friend uh, had at, at school, uh, which you linked to CRT. Yeah. Um, that, that was back in kindergarten, and I don't think we've dealt with it since. Um, so going back three years, but I will never forget that day. Uh, her and her her best friend is mixed race, um, and you know has has a different hair than Fiona, darker skin, all that fun stuff. They came home from school one day at my house. They were barely speaking for hours, and I finally it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and finally got around to opening up and telling me what had happened, and they were upset because 50 years ago they wouldn't be able to be friends, how her best friend would have had to go to the black school because there was no brown school. Um, they both pointed out, she said, well, and, and I would have, her best friend was telling me I would have gotten Fiona's old desks or old books because they wouldn't have bought us nice supplies and I wouldn't have got to learn the same things. And I told her, I said, 
it's a good thing that, you know, that was 50 years ago. And that that's, are you guys still friends today? Do you want to still be friends? And, of course, they did. They didn't understand a lot of it. They were just told all of this. And Gianna was trying to figure out why she wouldn't have had as good of things just because of her skin. Um, they had asked me before that, um, I forget which one asked me, um, why one one had darker skin than the other. And it kind of caught me off guard when they asked because they'd never brought up racial things before. And I, five and six years old, I said, because because Gianna has a better tan than, than Fiona does. And they kind of looked at each other, and I think it was Gianna who said, yeah, like, you have a better tan than Fiona, and and Fallon is Fallon doesn't have as good a tan because she's not old enough yet. And that was all the explanation they needed about skin color was that one had tanner skin than the other. I don't think they needed to go into everything a kindergarten teacher did. I do think it should be taught. I think it needs to be done when these kids are a little bit older and can grasp all the concepts. Where would you? What what age would you say or grade would would be the proper time to to teach it? And and assuming it's taught in the in the correct way, uh, of course it needs to be, and more so the, just the accurate history of everything and all of that stuff. Not CRT particularly, but I was asked that the other day, and that's hard because kids, you know, they all mature at a different level. Sure. Um, but I, I would think you know middle school would be appropriate. Uh, may, maybe fifth grade. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I don't, I don't see many fifth graders or sixth graders on a daily basis. So, um, not sure where the maturity level is nowadays. But I, I would think around middle school would be a more appropriate time. All right, I'm going to ask you this uh, question. There are, you know, you have the incumbent, as I mentioned, and yourself, two other candidates, three challengers total to the incumbent. Um, why should folks choose you? Great question. I, I would say I've, I've said it before. Let's let's not choose the incumbent here because we've seen 12 years of we could do things differently, but we've chose not to for 12 years. Um, there's another candidate in my race, Karen. Or I'm sorry, Kristen. Kristen Stevenson, who I think is a great candidate and a great mom. Um, I would say just to choose the candidate that you believe in and you can get back get. Um, I'm sorry, that you can be supportive of and think could do a, a good job in the position, um, whether that's me or um, somebody else running against the incumbent. All right. Anything else before we wrap up? I think we're good. Thank right, you so well, much, Joel. No, thank you. I appreciate, you know, the listeners need to hear, the voters need to hear from the candidates, and uh, appreciate you um, giving us your time. I hear the kids in the background, so I know it wasn't easy. Um, Bailey Lachelle's uh, candidate for Palm Beach County School Board, District 3 on WJNO.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.